Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm the dude, man. And I'm Brian Thomas. My executive producer is Joe Strecker. And it's Monday, like it or not. Yeah, kind of like it. Got some good stuff going on today here in the 55 KRC Morning Show, including your phone calls. In case you care to make a comment, I uh, got a topic you want to talk about, 749-5500, 800-823-TALK, or hit pound 550 on your AT&T phone. Joe, you think anybody's going to be at work next Monday? You and me, except for you and me. <laughs> I've talked to so many people. It started with the schools, you know, canceling because, of course, the Bengals are going to be playing the Super Bowl. And I've talked to a whole bunch of friends. Their businesses are all closed. They're they're not going to be open just because the Bengals are playing on Sunday. What time do you, if you had to guess, Joe, what time would you guess that football game's going to be over? Midnight? You think it's going to last that late? Wow. Doesn't it start at like 6.30, though, doesn't it? The festivities start at 6. The pomp and circumstance. All right. Yeah, you're right. 45 minutes for the national anthem. Of course, halftime festivities are probably going to be endless. Uh, anyway, well, I'm going to stay up as late as I can. I, I, I always I figured it, you know, I'm going to come to work. I can get up. I'll, I'll wait to see what the score is. And I said to my sister yesterday, well, I'll, do, I'll, I'll make a call on whether or not I watch the entire game, depending on what the, core, the score is around the third quarter. And she started laughing. She goes, you know, the Bengals always end up coming from behind to win. I'm like, yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Anyway, uh, we'll deal. We'll cross that bridge when we get to it. it. May not be razor sharp. You should line a bunch of guests up on Monday to the extent it's possible. Since no one's going to work, Joe, they should at least be able to, even if still drunk and or hung over, should be able to make it to the morning show on that Monday. We can talk about the game. Anyhow, I'm trying to cover for myself in advance. Cheryl Pop from Honor Flight Tri-State's got some great news uh, in uh, light of the Bengals' victory over KC taking us to the Super Bowl. Apparently, it was a win for Honor Flight Tri-State. Uh, folks who regularly listen to my show know Cheryl Pop is just the is Honor Flight Tri-State, and uh, it's a wonderful organization flying veterans to see their memorials. Uh, and um, it started with World War II veterans who we've lost most of. Every once in a while you read an obituary of you know like a 100-plus-year-old World War II veteran and how few of them there are left. But that was the impetus for it so many years ago, uh, and it's moved on. Of course, we have other conflicts in Korea War, Vietnam War, and they're taking those veterans as well. But you don't have to, be, you don't have, to have served in combat in order to qualify for an honor flight. Uh, and it is a wonderful experience. I've had the blessing and, and honor <laughs> to go on two of them. It's just moving experience. I mean, to the extent you think patriotism's over, if you need a shot in the arm in terms of love for your country and the reality that so many people out in the world really do love and truly appreciate the veterans and their sacrifice for our country, go on an honor flight as a guardian. Yeah, you'll spend a whole day and just probably be extraordinarily emotional. And it wouldn't surprise me if you have the uh, <clears throat> allergy attack a couple of times during the day. Most everyone does. 
Money Monday with Brian James. A whole bunch of topics to talk about with Brian, including uh, how to survive a stock market correction, avoid doing certain things. Those things we'll talk about. Say goodbye to easy money as hawkish central uh, banks speeding up rate hikes. Yeah, that's definitely happening. How Americans' talent wars are reshaping business. Labor shortages forcing firms to get creative. I noticed in local stories, uh, there's a labor shortage here locally. Uh, In Ohio, since I inquire headline, 1,068 Ohio prison guard jobs open as states struggle to hire in tight labor market. I think I read the starting salary is roughly like 20 bucks an hour if you're interested in being a prison guard. Uh, that's a tough job to fill. So we'll get to the details on that during local stories. And mask mandates don't help. You're, do you have to wear a mask all day long if you're working in a prison? I, that you know, That's funny you, met, you asked that, Joe. Or you mentioned the mask mandates because I wanted to start off this morning with the rules for thee but not for me stack. Our lords and masters don't have to abide. Yeah, they, they don't have to abide. You and I, however, second-class citizens, since we haven't been elected by the people, are obligated to do things that our lords and masters do not. And with that, why not? Let's talk about that. Let's start with Governor Gavin Newsom and other Democratic California law leaders maskless at the 49ers-Rams game in spite of the state's universal mask mandate. Magic Johnson tweeted out, Hanging out at SoFi Stadium today, hanging out with uh, Los Angeles Mayor Eric Garcetti, San Francisco Mayor London Breed. Photos, none of them wearing masks in the photos. Indoor mask mate, universal indoor mask day back, uh, mandated back in December, extended through February. Drumroll Maestro, let's do the 15th. SoFi Stadium itself has a mask mandate policy requiring all, everyone, as in no exceptions, fans to mask up unless they are, of course, eating or drinking, which totally defeats the whole point of the mask. Now, apparently, as reported, Johnson's photos, and I saw a handful of them, and I have to confirm the accuracy of this statement, don't show the California Democrats there, maskless, posing for photos, smiling, they're not eating or drinking. Apparently, actor Rob Lowe, also in one of the photos, not wearing a mask. Governor acknowledged that he took off his mask for a few moments during Sunday's game. This according to a statement from the communications director for Newsom's office. He conti- Whatever. <laughs> Thank you, Liam. He continues to encourage all Californians to do the part to get through the pandemic and the latest surge, including wearing a mask and getting vaccinated. Hmm. Rules for thee and not for me. Uh, As for SoFi Stadium for the Super Bowl, if you are one of the lucky few has enough resources monetarily uh, to be able to make it there, you will be given a KN95 mask for the game. And I'm sure it's got a logo on it. Don't you think it'll be a boss with the Super Bowl, Roman numerals, and maybe even both of the teams? Something. It'll be really nice. A real nice mask. When I went to the Super Bowl back in the early 90s up in uh, Minneapolis, I got a uh, seat cushion. Yeah, a seat cushion. It was plastic. <laughs> anyway, I'd rather have a seat cushion than a KN95 mask. Anyway, you get one of those, but you also have to show proof of vaccination or alternatively provide a negative PCR test taken within 48 hours prior to showing up at the gates, which 
I will point out, doesn't make much sense because within the 48 hours you got the negative PCR test, you could, ah, be exposed to COVID. Democratic gubernatorial candidate Stacey Abrams, also in the rules for thee but not for me category, now facing back backlash after she stupidly posted a photograph of her completely maskless amid an entire room of elementary school children who were all masked because of the school mask mandate, which apparently didn't apply to Stacey Abrams while she was there. Glenwood Elementary School, this outside of Atlanta, kicking off their third annual African-American read-in. She met with the young teachers and the students. Principal went to Twitter after the visit to post pictures of her Twitter account. Of Abrams' visit, which included three pictures of Abrams, maskless, despite the Decatur City Commission reinstating the mandatory ordinance last month. Obviously, the picture went viral. She's got a big grin on her face, sitting there on the floor with her legs crossed. These poor children are all agog, staring around, wondering, I guess, why the large woman at the front of the room didn't have to wear a mask when all these kids were struggling trying to breathe wearing a mask. Well, I know they were like, who in the heck is this, Joe? I I get you that, but she was there in front of the room. Adults in the front of the room, maskless. Children in the room, masked. Um, on Sunday morning, the Twitter account by Dr. Holly Brookins, the principal, was deactivated. <laughs> And Abrams' quote that the visit was, quote, spectacular, delightful, and outstanding is no longer on her Twitter account. Hmm. Cancel culture. When called out upon this, though, she did issue a statement. The Abrams campaign pushed back. Wait to hear how this how this works. Okay, you're caught. You're maskless. You violated the school's policy, the county's policy. You're in the room demonstrating the violation in a room full of all masked children. One of these things is not like the other. Oh, that's right. It's the big lady with legs crossed in the front of the room that doesn't have the mask on. Beyond that, everybody looks pretty much the same. They all have masks. Quote from the Abrams campaign. It is shameful that our opponents are using a Black History Month reading event for Georgia children as the impetus for a false political attack. And it's pitiful and predictable that our opponents continue to look for opportunities to distract from their failed records when it comes to protecting public health during the pandemic. That is the most nonsensical statement you can even come up with. First off, Black History Month has nothing to do with it. It is a rule that applies regardless of the month of the year. That the rule and the mask mandate is in place during half of Black History Month just means it's in place during Black History half of Black History Month. I also will note that the mask mandate there in that school and in that county was in place for the entire month of uh, uh, cervical cancer awareness. Now, if Stacey Abrams was in January there talking about cervical cancer awareness, would her statement read, it is shameful that our opponents are using cervical cancer awareness month for Georgia children as the impetus for a false political attack? No, that doesn't come out the same, does it? Because you can't use race in it. But it's still blank and stupid because the criticisms have nothing to do with Black Awareness Month. That does not make also, the statement goes on, again, for Georgia children as the impetus for a false political attack. 
What's false about it? There's a photograph of you without a mask in a county in a school that has a mask mandate. How is that in any way, shape, or form false? Statement continues, it is a pitiful and predictable that our opponents continue to look for opportunities to distract from their failed records when it comes to protecting public health during the pandemic. We're all told that the mask is what protects public health during the pandemic. You're in a school that requires it. Why? Because of the pandemic. You're the one that is not protecting the the public health if you believe in mask mandates. And apparently she does because... Um, Laura Grow Wargo, a spokeswoman for Stacey Abrams, ended up treating or ended up tweeting, quote, Stacey trusts science and supports masking in schools as it's the current CDC recommendation. Science. Thus negating her argument that this was a false political attack. How can these people live with themselves? How can you possibly live with yourself? She wore a mask to the event and removed it at the podium so she could be heard by students watching remotely and for photos, but only with folks who were masked. <laughs> okay. There wasn't an exception for speaking at the podium at the school. I might add that also. And I guess when you're speaking at the podium about your leftist ideologies and Black History Month or whatever it is you're talking about, you can't transmit covid that's not the end of the list here. You just happen to be out of time at 518 right now, 55 Care City Talk Station, 749-5500, 800-823-TALK, pound 550 on AT&T phones. You know, honestly, I just when I read that stuff, I just can't believe that those are statements that are issued for public consumption. It's embarrassing. Rules for thee and not for me. Of course, talked about Governor Newsom along with a whole host of other folks out indoors at the uh, Rams 49ers game, maskless and not eating. Stacey Abrams making the most bat crap insane explanation for her being maskless in a school that requires masks for everyone in a county that requires masks for everyone. It's okay. It's Stacey Abrams. Then we go to Representative Jamal Bowman, Democrat out of New York, pitching in front of New York High School without wearing a mask while the students around him were masked up. You recognize a theme going on here? Uh, this was during Bowman's visit to the New Rochelle High School, January 31st, where he was visiting with students discussing the recent murder uh, with communities. I guess the uh, murder of the police officer. New York, they do have a mask mandate in effect for all public schools in the state, and the city school district of New Rochelle said it continues to enforce New York State's indoor mask mandate in school settings. Recently, as February 3rd, Representative Bowman also said individuals should continue to mask up. Make sure to mask up, stay safe, get boosted. We must protect our elderly and immunocompromised community members. I guess unless you're over at the Bowman High School. Bowman did not respond to a request for comment from Fox News about his maskless meeting. Actually, not responding would have been better than what uh, what uh, 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 Stacey Abrams did because Stacey Abrams responded and made herself sound like a complete, absolute idiot. And we go to New York Mayor Eric Adams, who was maskless indoors while his statewide indoor mask mandate is still in effect. (laughs) 
Photos showed up uh, yesterday, let's see, 13 days after Abrams declared that he would impose a mask mandate on schools in the Big Apple in spite of a judge's ruling against Governor Hochul's order declaring a mask mandate. Okay. So there's a whole bunch of them. There's got to be more. Uh, former Food and Drug Administrator's Chief Scott Gottlieb, speaking with CBS the other day, yesterday, in fact, suggested schools could drop their masking requirements across the nation next week in areas where there is a low COVID-19 prevalence. I think you're going to see governors start to do that. He said a lot of kids haven't known a normal school day for two years. We need to try to lean forward aggressively to try to restore that and reclaim it when we can't. We can safely contemplate the lifting of masking. But, he said, that doesn't mean this isn't going to continue to spread. Fine. We kind of reached this, you know, point where we're all realizing that you can't mask yourself out of COVID. You can't vaccine yourself out of COVID. We're just going to have to learn to live with it. And particularly with young people, given that the mortality rate is so infinitesimally small and they're suffering the most catastrophic damage from all the stupidity we've been engaged in throughout this process, I'd say, can we stick a fork in it? It's done. 526, local stories coming up, 749 talk pound 550 on AT&T phones. And for any roofing work you need, you want honest people, you want Fashion Pro Roofing for more than two, way more than two decades now. Uh, it's a wonderful organization with terrific roofers and honest opinions, and you don't get that from a lot of roofing companies. I know it's a strange time of year thinking about roofs because you look on yours, 5Care CD Talk Station. 531 on a Monday. Money Monday. Also, uh, an Honor Flight Monday. Going to be talking with Cheryl Flight, uh, Cheryl Papa. Honor Flight tries to at seven thirty. Also got KRC Cares from the Cincinnati VA. They're coming on at eight forty. That should be good. Always enjoy uh, talking about the VA and the services that they provide our American veterans. And so, over to local stories. I mentioned this, uh, alluded to it earlier in the program. Just go ahead and dive on to some of the details. Uh, prison Ohio Ohio prison guard jobs. There are lots of them. The problem is, and as the uh, Laura Bischoff reporting from the Inquirer points out, um, it's like it starts off from the prison yard. Corrections officers at Lebanon Correctional Institute can look out of the horizon and see job openings advertised on the side of a. She doesn't mention which warehouse, but there are job openings at the warehouse you can see from the correction yard, and the pay is close to the starting rate for guards, as it's pointed out. Um, at the warehouse, you don't face the dangerous conditions that you face inside of a prison. <clears throat> Thus, prison struggling to hang on to workers. Uh, <laughs> she, Laura writes, those warehouse jobs don't involve the hazard of prison work. Gangs, mountains of paperwork, and the prospect, prospect of urine or feces being thrown at you. <clears throat> yeah. In Ohio, one in seven Guard positions is vacant. Nearly one in five nurse jobs are open. Uh, officials telling lawmakers there are 1,068 guard opening starting pay. Corrections officers, $19.72 an hour. 93 of the 341 officer positions at the Lebanon Correctional Institute or uh, Lebanon, Lebanon Correctional are vacant. That's a huge chunk. 
Now, lawmakers apparently approved a, a, an advertising budget of $200,000 to spend on Pandora Radio to advertise prison job openings. They said they have plenty of money for hiring. They just don't have people to hire. It's also resulting in a lot of overtime for those folks who are working in the prison system. It says 170 correction officers made more than $100,000 in 2021, including 14 of them who made, are you ready, $75,000 in overtime pay. Seventy-five grand overtime on a job that earns roughly $52,000 a year, meaning they worked an additional 2,000 hours or more. Yeah, I know you work that many extra hours, Joe, but you still get paid for it. You get nothing and like it. Higher Department of Youth Services operates juvenile detention centers, has 421 youth specialist positions. 74 of those are vacant. So job opportunities, yes, in a job market that is in all times a difficult one to fill. Police said a three-year-old died after a sledding accident. This happened in Green Township. So sad. About 3.30 in the afternoon yesterday, investigators said a three-year-old and a four-year-old were sledding down a hill near Northcrest Lane when the sled reached the road. The children were hit by an SUV. Both children taken to Children's Hospital where the three-year-old later died. The four-year-old is in stable condition. Driver of the SUV not injured, according to investigators, Impairment and speed, not a factor in the crash. Police said they'll release the names of those involved once the next of kin are notified. Call Crime Stoppers at Green Township has asked you this. If you know anything about it, circumstances or otherwise, 352-3040, 513-352-3040. Boy, that's a shame. It's 535 right now. F55 Care CD Talk Station. Stick around. We'll do a stack of stupid. We'll be lighting things up a little bit on the heels of that. The Talk Station. Five forty, fifty-five care CD talk station. Monday, like it or not, this Wednesday, Swamp Water Grill for the fifty-five care CD morning show listener lunch. Hope you can make it. Always a good spot there. And then next uh, two weeks from Wednesday, we're going to be at Chandler's on the West Side. And then two weeks after that, place where I ate dinner on uh, over the weekend, Saturday night, Turf Club. They're going to open early for us on Wednesday. Excited about that. Saw the owner and his wife there, and. Uh, they said they are very much looking forward to having Miss 55 KRC Morning Show folks show up. So that'd be Wednesday, the 9th of March. Okay, over the stack is stupid. The, the headline alone on this one was enough. Uh, Michigan mom, uh, whose three-year-old daughter was found dead in a trash bag, they told she told investigators that um, she was ordered to kill her child by SpongeBob SquarePants. And if she didn't, she would face death herself. 22-year-old Justine Johnson allegedly stabbed Sutton Moser multiple times September September 16th. This is two days after the child's third birthday. Then stuffed her body into a black trash bag after she was hallucinating. Are you ready? Hallucinating due to weeks of heroin withdrawal and lack of sleep. She'd been charged with felony murder and uh, first-degree child abuse. Investigated with the Child Protective Services named Ryan Everlein during a preliminary hearing in the, key, in the case. Um, interviewed Johnson October 1st, said on the day Sutton was killed, Johnson said she had left her mother, um, or her mother's townsh- townhouse, or township house, rather, where she was living, 
passed out in a graveyard. She said she then returned to her mother's house and attempted to kill herself before she killed her daughter. Everlyn said she told me that she didn't remember the specifics of what happened at the time of what happened to Sutton, and she was experiencing hallucinations due to heroin withdrawal and not sleeping for approximately two weeks. She was getting hallucinations from the TV that instructed her to take her daughter's life or they would kill her. She said it was SpongeBob who was saying these things on the TV. If she didn't do what she did to her daughter, they would kill her. And she said she was afraid for her life and that she had lost her mind. So I guess that'd be SpongeBob and Squidward and uh, Patrick. Is that the they to whom she was referring? It's sad you can't joke about something like this. Anyhow, obviously drugs are a serious problem, but man. When you start hearing SpongeBob tell you to kill people, reminds me of the son of Sam. Wasn't the son of Sam the guy whose dog was telling him to go out and kill people? <clears throat> Way to go, Alvin Kamara. New Orleans Saints running back, Alvin Kamara. This, you know, this reminds me of an old Bengals story, Joe, doesn't it? Maybe something you would have heard from Bengals maybe in the uh, 90s or something like that. Anyway, he was arrested for battery, resulting in substantial bodily harm, described as a felony, this by the Las, uh, and, or Las Vegas Police Department their, uh, on Sunday, this after the NFL Pro Bowl. Las Vegas Metropolitan Police issued a statement saying the victim, who wasn't identified, reported the assault while receiving treatment at the Las Vegas hospital late Saturday afternoon. The incident allegedly occurred in a nightclub in the area. This again on Saturday. As is tradition. Officers dispatched to the hospital where they determined Kamara was uh, the suspect. However, he did participate in the Pro Bowl on Sunday. Four catches, 23 yards, but remained in jail Sunday night with a $5,000 bail and a court hearing scheduled for this morning. Just completed his fifth season with the team. <laughs> idiots doing idiot things because they're idiots. So I'm take away from that. He's at a bar. He gets into a fight the Saturday before the pro ball game. He gets up next morning, plays in the game. It was after the game on Saturday. Is that what you're saying, Joe? Okay. I thought for a minute there that the game actually was played on Sunday. They, they, they let him stay out until after the game and then picked him up. So I, I forgot the game was Saturday. Obviously, I didn't watch that one. Joe, were you, were you glued to the television for that game? <laughs> I got a little woo-hoo out of him. 545, 55KR CD Talk Station. More stupid. First, something that is not stupid. Something that's actually quite frightening. 55KR CD Talk Station. Happy Monday. Doing stack of stupid, but I also got phone calls to take, and we're going to do that. Mention that crazy lady who was convinced SpongeBob and the crew were going to kill her if she didn't kill her own three year old. We got Patrick on the line with a comment. Hey, Patrick, welcome to the program, and happy Monday to you. Hey, happy Monday to you too, Brian. Well, I just was telling Joe that uh, I think I qualify for a name change because, you know, I had nothing to do with that <laughs> incident with the lady, and, you know, thinking about her kids were going to. SpongeBob. So, and the thing of it is, too, I I really can't catch a break on this because our uh, pastor Scott Price was uh, preaching about uh, how the wolf is how the wolves are at the door, uh, seeking to rob people of their peace with Christ. And my last name's Wolf. 
so here the pastor is, you know, talking about the wolves at the door. I, that has nothing to do with me either. So anyway, have a good day, bud. Take care, Patrick. Well, at least you didn't say Patrick was specifically re- responsible. It was definitely SpongeBob who issued her the directive to kill her three-year-old. But she did say they would kill her. So it made me assume that you know there was more than one SpongeBob character there. I think Patrick was probably standing in the back as muscle. You know, the enforcer, the silent, stupid one. You think Sandy would be the enforcer, Joe? Well, she is. She's tough. There's no doubt about it. Mr. Krabs, I mean, maybe he's the mob leader. That's possible as well. Let's get to see what Larry's got. Larry, welcome to the program, and a very happy Monday to you. Happy Monday, Brian. You actually know uh, more SpongeBob characters than I. Well, hey, listen, you know how old my kids are now? They're, they're, they're 26 and 28 or 25 and 27. And uh, therefore, if you roll back the time to when SpongeBob first came out and was popular, you will know it hit the sweet spot in my children's lifespan. So, yeah, I suffered through many a SpongeBob episode. There's no question about it. But they didn't order me yeah. to kill anybody, Larry. Maybe it was because yeah, I, sure. I wasn't a chronic drug user. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, really quickly, I just wanted to know um, your thoughts on Bernie Moreno dropping out of the uh, Senate primary race. Um, you know, he was on your show. Yeah. And um, I was really impressed, you know, from what I heard from him. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Two thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. Go right now to 4 slash on the right to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included for free. So go to 4 slash on the right. That's 4Patriots, the number 4, Patriots.com slash on the right. Uh, very recently, I had really just seen his stuff. And so when the, when the GOP Claremont uh, endorsed him, I was... You know, I was very interested to see his trajectory, but then a few days later, he he was out. So I was just kind of interested to see what you thought. Larry, he said he sat down with Trump, and pretty much Mm -hmm. the impression I got from what Bernie Moreno had to say in his press release was that Trump basically told him to drop out. It's not his night. I was reminded of that scene from uh, On the Waterfront. Uh, you know, you, you got to take a dive. It's not your night. I could have been somebody. I could have been a contender. But now I'm nothing. I'm a nobody. Well, the Don is the mob leader here, apparently. And he says uh, to Moreno, who obviously sounded great, you know, the Claremont County Central Committee endorsed him. 
I mean, just a couple days before he dropped out, I had a back and forth exchange with Rick Heron, and he he told me exactly how the process worked. He said Mike uh, Paquita, Bernie Marino, J.D. Vance, Jane Timken, Matt Dolan all approached the committee for an endorsement. They met each of the candidates. They each took questions. They went back and forth. They did a wonderful job, and it came out on top, Bernie Miranda, by uh, 60-40 or 70-30 over in Claremont County. He had good things to say. He was, I mean, and I, I can't argue with that. I, you know, I came away after talking to Bernie, thinking, you know, there's a couple people here who might win the race, and we'll all be very comfortable with them. You know, if Josh Mandel doesn't win, if Moreno wins, then you still have some really solid people there. Then we win. Period. Um, but as it stands, uh, with the lack of name recognition, you got Jane Timken, who head the GOP in the state, and you had uh, tr- former treasurer, two-term um, Josh Mandel. I guess it's going to come down to name recognition and who is most likely to win because most of the voters have been have heard their name. That's all I can come up with, Larry. But the Don apparently wields a pretty strong influence over uh, a lot of people, including Bernie Moreno. 55KRC, the talk station. It is 6.05, coming up at 6.06 here at 55KRC, the talk station. Happy Monday to you. My name is Brian Thomas. He's our kid producer's name is Joe Strecker. The phone number here, if you'd like to call, comment about something we are talking about this morning, feel free to do so. 749-5500. That's area code 513-749-5500 or 800-823-TALK. If you've got an AT&T phone, just hit pound 550 and you'll be right on in. Anyway, coming up to the 55KRC Morning Show, really looking forward to hearing having, from, uh, having Cheryl Pop back on the program. Of course, she's with Honor Flight Tri-State. And the Bengals' win over Kansas City, City resulted in some, well, some love to Honor Flight Tri-State thanks to Grippos. So we're going to get the details on that, get the details on this year's Honor Flight. Uh, if, the, if they're all sold out, what the story is, you know, what age groups they're currently working on. I know they did a lot of Korean War veterans, and those folks are starting to age out of the process and taking more and more Vietnam veterans now. But you don't have to have served in combat to qualify. But you definitely want to get in touch with Honor Flight Tri-State, whether to be a guardian or as a veteran wanting to go there to, to see the uh, memorial, your memorial, at no cost. Beautiful organization. Uh, Money Monday with Brian James. Lots of things to talk about with Brian, uh, including topics like uh, how to survive a stock market correction. <clears throat> Is that a little foreshadowing of something we can count on, a stock market correction? Uh, say goodbye to easy money. Central banks are speeding up rate hikes. Yeah, That's already starting to roll into the world of uh, mortgages. I know that. How America's supply chains got railroaded. Rail deregulation, they say, led to consolidation, price gouging, and a... Uh, Variant of just-in-time unloading that left no slack in the system. No slack in the system, and then you end up with a problem like COVID and work stoppages and shutdowns and supply chain disruptions. I guess it had a profound effect. Here we'll hear from the Cincinnati VA today also in the 8 o'clock hour. Love speaking on behalf of the VA. Uh, lots of myths out there, misconceptions about who, who the VA serves. We're going to talk about that, where veterans can go in the tri-state to use their health care benefits and Besides providing regular health care at the Cincinnati VA, veterans and their spouses are encouraged to get, well, vaccinations as well. And I know the VA does vaccinate more than just the veterans. They'll vaccinate an entire family member. Uh, I started out the program talking about the absolute hypocrisy of many of our elected officials telling us on one breath that we need to wear our masks and 
telling us, well, visually and in uh, photographic and video evidence that, well, we don't have to wear masks. We're elected officials. Of course, Eric Adams, maskless uh, after, well, going after mask mandates again for schools. Uh, Representative Jamal Bowman caught maskless in New York high school with masked students. Same thing with Stacey Abrams in an elementary school with masked students with a big excrement-eating grin on her face, maskless. It's okay for her. She's an elected official. And then also out in California, we had the Rams 49ers game where Governor Newsom again photographed with groups of people, not eating or drinking, mind you, just photo ops. And they, of course, one of their smiling visages there for all to see for future consumption. Look, there he is, Governor Newsom, standing there proudly with Los Angeles Mayor Eric Garcetti and San Francisco Mayor London Breed. Oh, and Rob Lowe, too. They don't have to wear masks. But I want to real quick to go back to Stacey Abrams' ridiculous statement. In response to being caught out on this, it's easy to lambast and and make fun of because it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. But there was one other point I wanted to make on it. Because in response to being caught, photographed maskless with a bunch of masked school uh, students, Abrams' campaign, they say pushed back against the critics. I don't know that this is pushing back. This is making yourself sound bat crap insane. And for those listening in the last hour, I'm sorry to be repetitive, but there is, again, one more point I wanted to make about this. The, the response, again, there's no question she's sitting on the floor in an elementary school surrounded by masked children with no mask on. It is shameful that our opponents are using Black History Month regarding event for Georgia children as the impetus for a false political attack, and it's pitiful and predictable that our opponents continue to look for opportunities to distract from their failed records when it comes to protecting public health during the pandemic. Now, there are more holes in that than Swiss cheese. But going back to the opponents using a Black History Month reading event to criticize Stacey Abrams, as I pointed out, and no one can argue against this analysis, that it wasn't the event that people were criticizing. It was her presence at the school maskless. She could have been there just to do a school observation day. She could have been there for anything else. I was joking around. If she did it in January, she could have been there for Cervical Cancer Awareness Month. It didn't matter what event brought her there. It was that she was there defying not just the school's mandate for all people in the school, which is to wear a mask. It also happens to be the local municipality's rule. So this exists, this transcends the school's obligation and rule. She's just saying no to the rule. She's ignoring it outright. But then to take cover behind Black History Month, does anybody hear, does that sound familiar to anyone else? Anybody? Do you remember the super spreader events that we were all told about were going to happen, like Sturgis Motorcycle Rally, any God-blessed sported event, event that was out there, anything that involved people gathering together and congregating together in larger groups of people? Super spreader! Except the carve-out. You do remember the carve-out, don't you? Yeah, the defund the police protests from Black Lives Matter. 
because they are now in the name of social justice and, you know, fighting the evil scourge of the police department or racism, systemic or otherwise, they didn't have to wear masks. They didn't have to social distance. They didn't have to show proof of identification or vaccination card. The activity was more important than the disease that everyone is running around trying to stop. So that's exactly the argument that Stacey Abrams is making on her own behalf, or her staff anyway are making it on her behalf. Shameful that our opponents are using Black History Month, a Black History Month reading event as the impetus for a false political attack. Well, and that statement is even insane because not only is it not false, the criticism, which is merely and purely and simply you didn't follow the rules that you have been busting our huevos to follow from day one. You deemed yourself to be above them. There's nothing false about it, and it's not political either. The mask mandate, much like a photo ID requirement to vote, does not carry an R or a D after it. There are Republican governors, and I believe you could probably lump DeWine into the mix, that have advocated and pushed for mask mandates. It has nothing to do with politics. We weren't attacking her for being a leftist or a socialist. She was attacked purely for ignoring the rules that everyone else in the room seemed to get, even those very young, precious elementary school children. They got it because they're, well, the teachers and the powers that be told them that they must mask up. So there's, there's nothing false, nor is there anything political about the attack against Stacey Abrams. And no, it has nothing to do with Black History Month. But look how Stacey Abrams ducks and covers behind Black History Month and tries to make it all about race. It is a preposterous effort. I didn't hear one C, one criticism. Tell me if you did that somehow this was, that had something to do with Black History Month. And then the other component of the statement, it's pitiful and predictable that our opponents continue to look for opportunities to distract from their failed records when it comes to protecting public health during the pandemic. I have no idea what that refers to. Donald Trump was even given great praise for Operation Warp Speed, which brought about these vaccines. And I suppose in rearview hindsight, you might not want to give him a whole lot of credit, although he did get it off the ground. The vaccines apparently don't do anything, at least as far as transmitting the disease is concerned. And I got, I got a wonderful update on that, my favorite subject, masks. Mask plus pantyhose. Yeah. Mask plus pantyhose. We'll get to that in a moment. Plus the uh, disturbing article from Ohio State University, Sex Week. My wife pointed that one out to me. I did have a copy of the article, but we might be able to get to that as well. Love to get to your phone calls. If you got a comment, 749-5500, 800-823-TALK, pound 550 on AT&T phones. And I'll give you the number for Plum Tight Plumbing here in a moment. If you have a residential plumbing need, plum- 620 here, 55 Care City Talk Station. Care to call? Love to hear from you. 749-5500, 800-823-TALK, or pound 550 on AT&T phones. And my favorite subject, the mask. I started out this morning with all the hypocrites and masks, and now they've done some additional research. <laughs> this is so funny. No, the cloth masks don't work. We all know why, because they got all those gaps around the sides of them. So here's a, they, 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 they discussed how well various masks and they're calling them hacks. Various mask 
hacks work. So all kinds of people have set off in, in their creative ways to try to get a cheap uh, blue and white mask that you are you know freely handed out all over the place. Unless you go to the Super Bowl where you will be issued your own KN95 mask. For the elite folks out there that can afford to go to a Super Bowl game, it is required to wear a mask. They're going to give you one. Yeah, those who could afford a $12,000 football seat, I think could afford to brought their own KN95 mask, but don't sweat it. It's part of the package. No big deal. Anyway, back over to the hacks. Since everyone realizes these masks really don't do anything, they start figuring out ways to make them more effective. The University of Cambridge researchers determined after going through various hacks, found that the pantyhose hack... <laughs> It's from the Jerusalem Post. I got to give him props for it. The face mask hack, while uncomfortable, is quite effective when it comes to protecting oneself from COVID-19. Proper fit is a primary factor in determining the effectiveness of face masks, but the masks available to the public, something I've observed for a long time, often suffer from poor fit. Researchers compared several alterations or those hacks to make the, um, well, improve the fit of the mask. Scientists use a cutout. Are you ready? Here's how it works. Scientists use a cutout portion of the thigh section of the pantyhose, placed it over the participant's head and mask, which allowed the pressure of the stretchy fabric to keep the mask on tight. Results show that using pantyhose as a seal was the best fit hack that kept the mask on tight, but people disliked wearing it. No. <laughs> yeah, this vision of a bunch of people like uh, like movies, uh, like like movie armed robbers where they put the the, uh, the pantyhose over their head. That's literally what you're doing, except. I suppose you're cutting the, 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 the knee and down section off and the part that fits around your waist off, leaving yourself with that circular sort of loop. You can put it over your mask. FitAx study were taken from the Internet, observing public and tested through experiments performed indoors in clean environments. It says seven fit hacks were tested. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. Go right now to 4 slash on the right to get your solar generator now. 
You'll even get a solar panel included for free. So go to fourpatriots.com slash on the right. That's four patriots, the number four, patriots.com slash on the right. Uh, and a KN95 KN mask, I guess, was probably used as a, uh, a, a, a base. To show you the level of desperation people have gotten to in an effort to make these stupid paper mask works, Sealing the edges of the masks with cloth tape. Using first aid gauze to fill visible gaps in the mask. Using a roll of first aid gauze to tightly bind the mask to the face. That is referred to as the mummy method. Placing pantyhose over the mask to press the mask into place. Creating a knot using the mask ear loop. To make a larger mask fit smaller, that's been, yeah, from day one, people have been trying to do that. Although it does make the sides of the mask by your mouth pop out into a little triangular shape, which allows the air to flow freely in and out uh, through uh, beyond the mask. Apparently, lastly, using a hack proposed by Apple engineers to use rubber bands around the front to create a brace. So you're supposed to have rubber bands around your head then? All right, this all in an effort to make something actually perform that they have been telling you now for two years that you should be wearing. And I think this is a clear indication and an abdication by at least some scientists that, well, they don't work, so let's look into ways that we might allow to help people make them work. And as I see, the, uh, the administration is now pondering, pivoting, I think the word is being used, pivoting to move away from this lockdown period of the pandemic, this hysteria period of the pandemic, and, well, phase it into a period where we all recognize it as sort of a normal element of life, like the flu. Former Food and Drug Administration Chief Scott Gottlieb, talking with Face the Nation yesterday, um, about schools and that they may very well be dropping their masking requirements in weeks of low, uh, low COVID prevalence. So I think you're going to see governors start to do that. A lot of kids haven't known normal school day for two years. We need to try to lean forward aggressively to try to restore that and reclaim it when we can. He said that in areas where high vaccinations and low COVID-19, we can safely contemplate lifting of masking. At least they're contemplating it. So the pivot begins. Now, can I just ask rhetorically, does anyone believe that pivoting away from this everyone mask, everyone vaccinate, everyone locked down, um, run for the hills, scare the hell out of you a period of time as we pivot into something that where we, we call normal, endemic, we're going to just have to live with it. Do you think the election has anything to do with it? Do you think the Democrats' response to COVID-19 and the negative reception that the vast majority of the public is now, well, coming up with, the mistakes that were made that we were told to follow that we're now finding out were erroneous, like the lockdowns, actually served to perhaps make things worse for us? But we were told to follow the rules. That most of these rules came from leftists and left-wing administrations and, and, and blue state governors and blue state mayors or blue city mayors. That maybe they're concerned about the political backlash and maybe that's why over the course as we move into the primaries and on into the November election, this will become less of a political issue because they'll let us go on with our lives. Just a thought. 
Timing is everything. 627-55 Care CD Talk Station, 749-5500, 800-823-TALK, or go to pound 550 and hit pound 550 if you have an AT&T phone. And call Peter Shabri if you want your uh, your home sold for top dollar. It's all about marketing. That is for darn sure. Marketing can help people stand around the block bidding on your home. It's 632, 55 Care City Talk Station. Time for some local stories. Coming up one hour, Cheryl Pop from Honor, Tri- Honor Flight Tri-State. But apparently the uh, Bengals' victory over the Kansas City Chief netted Honor Flight Tri-State some love from Grippos. So we get the detail on that and also what's going on with Honor Flight. 749-5500-800-823. Talk if you care to comment. Otherwise, let's head on into the local stories. We've got Cincinnati Police made an arrest uh, over the weekend, Saturday, related to an October shooting and over the Rhine that left a man dead. Police said 38-year-old Arthur Campbell shot and killed little after 4.30 in the morning on East McMicken Avenue, October 17th, pronounced dead at the scene. They said Campbell was shot in his car. And at the time of the shooting, investigators said they planned to use security footage to help solve the crime. And on February 5th, Cincinnati police officers with the police department's homicide unit plus the fugitive apprehension squad arrested 32-year-old Quentin Stanley on open murder warrant in the death of Campbell. Cincinnati Police Department Homicide Unit would love you to call them if you have any additional information regarding the shooting, 352-3542. But I think the Crime Stoppers number that's easy to remember is one that will accept a tip on that one as well, 352-3040. Go to Westchester where two Westchester police officers and and Meyer, the grocery store named in a lawsuit brought by a Butler County man who claimed he was illegally detained in what is described as another example of a black person being confronted by law enforcement while going about everyday life and doing nothing illegal. Local Fox 19 reporting on this one. Eric Lindsay of Liberty Township says he went to the Meyer store off of I-75 in Tylersville on his way home from work on the end of January 2021. Showed up at the store after a shoplifting offense. Walking in behind the officers who responded to it. He's black in his 60s, wore an orange puffy coat with a tan brown scarf that night. Suspect, described by police representatives of Meyer, or by police and representatives of Meyer. White guy, in his 30s, wearing a green or gray Carhartt coat with a red hoodie. Doesn't sound like the same guy, does it? Yet, police stop Lindsay. The suit alleges unlawful detention, says Lindsay suffered humiliation, embarrassment, and severe emotional distress. Lawsuit states at the same in the same being as so many national instances where African Americans have been confronted by law enforcement for engaging in their daily lives and doing nothing illegal. This case is about an unsupportable and illegal profiling, detention and accusing and interrogation of an African American customer by police officers in the complicit actions of the retail store where it occurred. Obviously he has an attorney. Um it's weird it's Sued alleges unlawful detention, said Lindsay suffered humiliation. Lindsay's attorney um, said Lindsay was the only African-American in the store and is the last person they should have stopped. I have to agree with that, considering the description of the suspect. And this is just so tragic. I'm going to have to read back anyway. Just for parents out there, you know, sled riding can be the best time ever for kids, but also can be terribly tragic and we'll go over to Green Township where police say a three-year-old died after a sledding incident. 
Happened 3.30 p.m. yesterday. Investigators say a three-year-old and a four-year-old were sledding down a hill near Northcrest Lane. The sled reached the road. That's when the children were hit by an SUV. Both children went over to Children's Hospital. The three-year-old later died. The four-year-old described in stable condition. SUV driver not injured, according to investigators. Speed and impairment were not factors in the crash. It's an ongoing investigation. Police asking you to call Crime Stoppers at 352-3040 if you have any information about this particular incident. And I would suggest at least thoughts and prayers to the family who lost that three-year-old. 636-55 Care CD Talk Station, 749-5500, 800-823-TALK. A number for USA Insulations, easy to remember, 381-FOAM. Going down to, oh, 13 degrees tonight. It's like 21 degrees out there. You may be shivering in your home right now, and if you are, probably because you don't have sufficient insulation. A coat of USA Insulation foam inside the interior. It is 641. And a very happy Monday to you. Looking forward to talking about Honor Flight Tri-State the next hour with Cheryl Pop at 730. Apparently Grippo's giving him some love. Thanks to the Bengals win over Kansas City. We're keeping our fingers crossed for the big win this Sunday. Brian James with Money Monday coming up at 8.05. We'll hear from the Cincinnati VA at 8.40. Get a couple of segments with them. Talking about the kind of care that they provide, not just to veterans, but also to veterans' families. And, of course, they will have a word or two about the COVID vaccines that they're offering. Uh, one that rubbed my wife the wrong way, and uh, maybe phrasing netted on that one concerning the subject matter, but um, I did have this article before she flagged it. And why not? Since our daughter is a graduate student at Ohio State University getting her plant genetics degree, she's in her final semester, and that is one young lady that'll be very happy when the whole process is over. And she's been doing the online classes. Fortunately, she was ahead of the COVID-19 problem for undergrad, which allowed her to experience a rather normal college life, which would include something along the lines of this. So we're pretty happy that maybe this didn't go on when she was there. They're sponsoring Sex Week. Several Ohio State University departments, mind you. So this relates to tuition money on some level. And there's one event in particular which will probably run contrary to a lot of my listeners' beliefs, an event where students are asked to help thank abortion providers. Student Advocates for Sexual Health Awareness. That's the name of the entity hosting the sex week. Speaking with Fox News Digital, um, the other departments within the Ohio State University are helping with it. The Ohio State University Department of Women's Gender and Sexuality Studies, they have one of those as well as the College of Social Work, both colleges providing funding and support for the week-long event. So if you are paying tuition to Ohio State University, and here I am staring myself in the face, you're supporting this one event, Valentine's for Abortion Providers, described as an event where students can help thank abortion providers for the hard work that they do. Event description says, meet Sasha. Sasha is all in uh, capitalization. In the union on the first floor to help thank abortion providers in Ohio and Texas for the valuable work that they do for reproductive rights. Sasha, which is the Student Advocates for Self-Health Awareness, the president of the group Sky Heart, 
Again, talking with Fox News Digital, said the organization is hosting the abortion appreciation event because it thinks abortion providers deserve appreciation. Quote, we feel that it is important to appreciate the family planning providers that are able to provide essential health care for our communities. Our organization emphasizes the constitutional right to safe abortion. However, many do not share that belief. Because of this, many providers in their offices are often ridiculed for providing legal, affordable, safe health care. We feel they deserve appreciation and should be reminded of the fact as they are assisting our communities greatly. Attendees will be creating cards that will be mailed to abortion providers. So this is like your elementary school students, you know, writing cards to the teacher who's out with a long-term illness. Sex Week website states the organization received funding through the Council on Student Affairs, which is the student activity fees. Now, I'd expect that. And I'm sure there's some folks on the left that don't like the fact that the, you know, Ohio State University Republican Club probably gets some student activity fee money as well. This seems to go beyond the pale. At least that's my conclusion. (laughs) This is the world we live in. Those essential services, were the, hey Joe, were the abortion providers open when everybody else was told that they weren't allowed to go to work because of COVID-19? Just kind of wondering. 645, coming up with 646, 55KRC, the talk station. Time to mention Union Savings Bank. We're going to find Suzette Lowe's As long as you call Suzette, you need to call her because she's the one that's got the awesome customer service. Known Suzette for, well, as long as, I, as, long as I'm... 651, a 55-care CD talk station. Hope you're having a happy Monday. Money Monday coming up with Brian James, 805. Got KRC Cares with my friends from the Cincinnati VA. And, of course, as I mentioned, Cheryl Pop from Honor Flight is going to be on a little over a half hour, bottom of the next hour, to talk about some love coming from Grippos. And thanks to, indirectly, the Bengals beating Kansas City. Who day? Go Bengals. Uh, my gun-loving and Second Amendment-supporting friends kind of obviously took much issue with San Jose Mayor Sam Licardo's uh, efforts to crack down on guns, imposing a fee on gun owners, uh, and as well as by liability insurance, which I think is a product that doesn't even exist. If there is someone within the insurance industry can let me know whether or not you can actually buy insurance specifically for liability using firearms. Now, I would like to imagine it might fall under a homeowner's policy to the extent you have to use a firearm to protect yourself um, within your home. That's one thing, but um, I don't know how liability insurance can attach to actions that occur outside the home, out there in the world, um, especially illegal use of firearms. There is no insurance company in the world that is going to cover an intentional illegal act with a firearm. It would be excluded by the very nature of the policy. And what other kind of gun violence are we talking about to get rid of? Lawful firearm owners who do not engage in unlawful activity with the firearms would have no reason to need such a policy. Unless they are accused of, well, negligence in the use of a firearm, in which case maybe a policy might already cover it. I'm not quite sure of the, 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 what could possibly be covered and I'm not quite sure if homeowners policies exclude uh, actions related to firearms anyway, but I believe this to be a product that's really not on the market. But anyway, there's that $25 fee, the city fee, just for merely owning a firearm. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. Go right now to 4Patriots.com slash on the right to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included for free. So go to 4Patriots.com slash on the right. That's 4Patriots, the number 4, Patriots.com slash on the right. So he was interviewed by the Slade mayor, Licardo was, and the big reveal came out. For those worrying about firearm confiscation, welcome to a dose of probably um, honesty that he regrets. The fare to pay the fee, that's a civil fine, all right? We're not talking about a criminal. This would be an ordinance on the books that makes you pay a $25 civil fee for their firearm ownership. Quote, for example... There's a bar brawl, and they're patting down everyone. They obviously mean the police department. And someone's got a gun. Have you paid your fee? You have insurance? No? Okay, well, there's an opportunity for us to remove the gun. And then when the gun owner comes back and demonstrates that he they comply with the law and they're a lawful gun owner, they get their gun back. But in the meantime... You've taken a gun out of a bar brawl, and that's not a bad thing. Now, pause to analyze what's going on here. Can you have a a, a firearm in the bar in the first place? I think a lot of places you can, as long as you're not consuming alcohol. You're at a bar. There's a bar brawl. You're standing there minding your own business, having your burger and your iced tea, not doing anything to anybody. The police come in and out of abundance of caution, want to pat everybody down in the bar because, well, they legitimately fear for their own safety and they're allowed. You have a firearm on you. First off, you purchased it legally. Second off, you haven't used it illegally. It wasn't brandished during the brawl, and you weren't even part of the brawl. Do you have your fee paid? Do you have your insurance proof? You don't. We're taking it from you. Licardo also said this, I don't blame anybody for being emotional about it. These are really important issues that go to the core of what we believe about freedoms and the rights and our own safety. But I'd say this, first, it's a fee. It's not a tax. Ha! Orwell has entered the room. This is the same thing. Isn't this Obamacare argument? It's not a penalty. It's a tax. Well, it says it's a penalty right there. No, it's a tax. In this case, it's a fee, not a tax. He said, I don't want to go into the details of what the difference is. (laughs) Of course you don't. That might put you in a little difficult spot there, Mayor. 
But the reality is that in this country, there have been taxes on guns and ammunition since at least 1919. They've been upheld by courts. So the fact that there's a constitutional right attached somewhere to the exercise of a particular activity doesn't mean it can be regulated. It can't be regulated tax or have a fee imposed. Ignoring the words shall not be infringed. I don't care if it's a nickel. That's an infringement. And who does it harm the most? Those who make the least amount of money. Those who may be in the most need of a firearm because their neighborhood happens to be a little more violent than the more affluent neighborhoods around San Jose. 656-55 Care City Talk Station. Be back after the news. Plus, Cheryl Pop going to give us an update on some really cool stuff going on at Honor, Honor Flight Tri-State. And a salute not just to the Bengals, but to Grippos. How those relate, we find out at 730. Don't go away. Your next injection on the latest COVID information is minute your app store or online at 55krc.com. It's 706 at 55KRCD Talk Station. Monday, like it or not, it is. Hope you had a wonderful weekend. Uh, something to look forward to if you were so inclined. Uh, Wednesday, listener lunch going to be at Swamp Water Grill. Uh, like that place. As I mentioned before, that pork belly sandwich is really, really good. So if you can make it uh, Wednesday, Swamp Water Grill, two weeks from Wednesday, we'll be at uh, Chandler's over on the west side returning. And then uh, two weeks after that, Turf Club on the 9th. They're going to open early for us on that Wednesday. Normally at 4 is when they open. They're going to open for us, I guess, at 11. Uh, just there on Saturday night. <laughs> and it was good. Anyhow. Phone number here if you'd like to comment on something going on in the world. 749-5500-800-823-TALK. Pound 550 on AT&T phones. I guess I'm just kind of puzzled. I guess we've given the victory to the Russians already. Uh, uh, Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, General Mark Milley, told lawmakers that Kiev could fall within 72 hours if a full-scale Russian invasion takes place. Okay. 72 hours. Claim it would cost uh, 15,000 Ukrainian troop deaths, 4,000 Russian troop deaths. And I thought this was rather interesting. What have we been doing of late? We've been providing them with some arms, arms shipments, right? And we're not the only ones. There have been other European uh, or, or NATO countries and surrounding areas that have provided um, supplies. We obviously have been moving troops into the area. Don't know if he's preparing for the drums of war, but that's uh, General Milley's not real optimistic about how that's going to turn out. But I thought this was a rather interesting little point. The only reason I bring this up, Biden administration officials at the meetings responded to these concerns by saying that a significant supply of military aid to Ukraine could be used as a reason to invade Ukraine. All right, so last week it was going to be a false flag operation. The Russians were going to create some sort of fake thing that happens it'll be blamed on ukrainian insurgents and the russians will be forced to go in to protect those individuals within ukraine who are pro-russia and there are a lot of them i mean there was some concern about some video floating around they've created bottom line false flag and when impressed for it the uh, white house uh, spokesperson was really dodging ducking and weaving and doing an embarrassing job of it there was an associated press reporter who kept pressing him on you, you, you telling us that this is what's going to happen you have no proof where's the documents where's the information supporting this conclusion well i just said it that was a, that was about it the exchange went back and forth and back and forth and applauds to the ap reporter who really pressed him on it but it was an embarrassment dodge duck dip dive and die that's exactly what was going on during that 
But now we read that it's our providing Ukraine with military hardware that is going to be used as a reason to invade Ukraine. Russia is going to have to hurry up and do it before we adequately supply the Ukrainians uh, uh, with sufficient arms that they might be able to fend off an attack by the Russians. And nothing to see here as we turn to the pandemic games in uh, China and all the shenanigans going on over there. You know, when you've got people, elected officials in your own government like Nancy Pelosi, telling the athletes not to say anything negative about the Chinese government, Man, where have we found ourselves? And if that isn't a big enough justification, we should have just walked away from those pandemic games. I I don't know. But uh, according to all the reports, and there's a whole bunch of articles, I don't need to go over all of them, about the quarantines, the lockdowns, the disparate treatment between some athletes and others, the disparate uh, treatment between athletes that are on COVID lockdown and uh, other people who are on COVID lockdown, the meals that they're being served, some of them lacking in nutrition, being deprived of an opportunity to work out. Now, you expect an Olympic athlete to want to continue to work out if they're, you know, COVID-negative symptoms, even though they have COVID-19. They might want to be, you know, in top-notch for their game when they finally are able to come out and, and participate. So lots of problems with the pandemic games. And, of course, um, I hope you saw that <laughs> the number of people, people actually tuning in to watch them is in an all-time low, and that's not shocking or surprising at all. <clears throat> yeah. And um, the other the story that had me most incensed this morning was Stacey Abrams' response to her being caught unmasked in a photograph, a photo op with a bunch of children in an elementary school. She didn't have a mask on. They all did. And she claimed that her opponents were using Black History Month. Black History Month and, and the, her book reading event as the impetus for this alleged false political attack. And as I pointed out earlier in the program, well, Black History Month has nothing to do with it. The event has nothing to do with it. You were at a school where there's a mask mandate, and you were maskless. It didn't matter why you were there, but you see the duck and cover. She's trying to make this sort of a racial issue. And as I pointed out, the, the, the whole idea of super spreader events and gathering together in large clusters of people was soundly ridiculed and demonized by everyone on the left until such times it came when there were Black Lives Matter protests in the street where everyone was arm to arm and face to face, maskless, protesting those evil law enforcement officers. Parenthetically, the Democrats are now backing way off the embracing of defunding the police because they found it to be a massive political liability. But because it was a Black Lives Matter event, they were given an excuse, a free pass. It was the event that was more important than stopping the spread of COVID-19. And in a similar vein, GoFundMe running into a few problems because of the um, the uh, Ottawa protest. Now, they nixed the fundraiser going on GoFundMe for the Canadian truckers. It was promoted as an appeal. For the 2020 Seattle Capitol Hill occupied protest, chop. You remember that? Well, GoFundMe. There was a uh, a farmer in 2020 that was supportive of the protests, the chop protests in Seattle. Remember the ones that were resulted in the vandalism, the looting, the violence, the fires, the burning down of buildings. They supported that and embraced it. Link to the fundraiser for that one. In a community with no police, this farmer is feeding people and bringing them closer together. Learn how you can support Marcus, the farmer, Marcus's mission with In the Chop. 
Now, you recall that there were a lot of business owners that had their buildings burned to the ground. There was a lot of violence in the area. There was reports of rapes. There was reports of looting. There was reports of violence. There was reports of all kinds of uh, criminal activity related to this CHOP area. GoFundMe didn't back off that uh, uh, from, uh, promotion to raise money for that particular farmer who was feeding those you know, Antifa people within the CHOP-occupied uh, area. Well, GoFundMe announced Friday that it had frozen the um, Convoy's official campaign. They had raised about $10 million, the Freedom Convoy of Canadian truckers. Quote, we, have now, we, have, we now have evidence from law enforcement that the previously pre- peaceful demonstrations had become an occupation with police reports of violence and other unlawful activity. He said it had subsequently judged that fundraiser to be in violation of its terms of service, specifically clauses barring the promotion of violence and harassment, and that it was being removed. Now, they originally said they weren't going to reissue or uh, uh, return the funds that you had donated to this trucker rally, and that you were going to have to affirmatively go to them and ask for that money back. Otherwise, they were going to pick, I think they said they were going to give the money to Black Lives Matter or something. It's not their money. I would call that... uh, theft you gave the money believing it to go to one organization and the vehicle through which the vehicle is provided gofundme decides it's going to send that money elsewhere what in the hell is wrong isn't wrong with that picture but look at the inconsistency and again comparing stacy abrams saying well it's because it's a black event you're just making fun of me and you're going after me with a false narrative no it wasn't false you didn't have a mask on in a damn classroom with a bunch of elementary school kids where there was a mask mandate the hell with it it didn't have anything to do with black history month same thing here gofundme doesn't like supporting the anti-vax truckers by all accounts, they're not violent. By all accounts, they're getting along quite well. I've read a lot of articles where they're going around cleaning up after themselves. Now, have they brought Ottawa to a bit of a standstill? Yeah. Different matter. Are they entitled to protest in Canada? They keep claiming they are under the Canadian laws and constitution. They're allowed to protest this fundamentally unfair vaccine mandate. GoFundMe's not going to have anything to do with it, although they did embrace and continue to allow the gathering of funds for a demonstrably violent protest that went on for weeks in the chop area seattle this hypocrisy this double standard is so on full display it's just unimaginable that the american people haven't completely and fully woken up to the reality and maybe they have this information is out there for all to read. question is, are people reading it? Are they using their logic and thinking skills to apply one to another, or are they letting their politics blind them? I know our politicians are allowing the politics to blind them, but as a consequence, they come out with some pretty, I mean, wholly indefensible and on their face really stupid statements. 749-5500-800-823. Talk. Tom's on the phone. He's got a comment. First, it's Colin Electric to the rescue. Family owned and operated since 1999. A-plus with a better business sphere. They- It's 721 55 KRCD Talk Station. Coming up on our flight, Tri-State. Put a little smile on your face over some love that uh, the Bengals 
ended up getting for Honor Flight via Grippos. We'll put the connection together coming up with Cheryl Pop of Honor Flight Tri-State. In the meantime, let's go to the phone, 749-5500-800-823. Talk, I got Tom on the line. Tom, happy Monday to you. Welcome, my friend. Hey, good morning. Good to talk to you. How you doing? I'm doing well. I sure hope you can say the same. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. Go right now to 4 slash on the right to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included for free. So go to 4 slash on the right. That's 4Patriots, the number 4, Patriots.com slash on the right. Yeah, I'm still working nights, so uh, I, I am asleep when you're usually on. Monday mornings is my transition day, so. It's good hearing from you again. Going out getting some breakfast, so I get to talk to you a little bit. Thank you. I'm, I'm glad you're uh, uh, glad you're doing well. This this whole this whole business, I, I have been able to get kind of stay in touch with some things and uh, get on some online stuff and. And uh, it, it's all about hypocrisy. It is. Um, I, I'm convinced that the left knows exactly what they're doing, but they have set things up over the years where they basically know they can get away with it. So they can be racist and get away with it. They, they can do every single thing they tell us that we're not supposed to do, and it's okay for them because who's going to stop them, Brian? I mean, they have people put in place in all levels of society and government that, you know, what, the judge is going to stop them? Well, maybe no. eventually it'll get to a judge that'll stop them. No, the, I, I the, guess... The I guess. Board. Stopping them, you know, in terms of elected officials, they're all, the retort is always, well, you stop them at the ballot box. In terms well, of if they true. violated yeah. statutes or ordinances that we are being held accountable for, like mask mandates, we had Eric Adams maskless, we had Representative Jamal Brown maskless, both in areas where there are mask lockdowns, we had California Governor uh, Newsom along with a whole bunch of other noted notables at the 49ers Ram game where there was a universal indoor mask mandate, maskless, we had this ridiculous sister, uh, uh, situation with uh, Stacey Abrams um, right. saying that it was there, she was being attacked only because it was Black History Month reading event at the elementary school where she was maskless. Now, if they violated a statute and should be fined or cited and were fined or cited, then they're being held accountable. They're also being held accountable in the press because here I am reading the articles that discuss and ma- their masklessness. You can't get away from social media, even though the mainstream press probably won't report on this. Everybody on the uh, in, in, in the Twitter world is showing photographs of these folks violating these mandates. So there is some accountability. And then here I am reading the statement 
segment they issue in defense of themselves and finding more holes in it than a block of Swiss cheese, making them sound stupid, foolish, and hypocritical at the same time. So are they really being protected? I think more people are catching on. Actually, Brian, they are, because when it comes down to it, bottom line, what is being actually done about it? Are they being stopped? Are, Are they getting the Joe Rogan treatment or the Papa John treatment? Or, or whoever no, no. else has been canceled. They're not getting right. it. No, I See, know, that's because, because that's where the rubber meets the road. When it comes to politicians, you can't cancel them. Unless they, they violate a criminal law, otherwise could be impeached or uh, uh, recalled from office, their jobs are safe and their activities done in connection with their jobs. It's like you can't sue a representative for legislation that passes that ends up harming people. They're just they're free from immunity. They're, they're immune from that under the law. So they yeah, need- hey, Joe, hey, hey, uh, hey, you know how you, uh, Brian, you know how you uh, cancel left liberal politicians? You don't vote Democrat. See, back to the ballot box. Tom, and I agree right with on. you on that. There you go. I know, it, and it takes, a, and it takes a while. It takes a while to get there. That election is like nine years away, isn't it? But we got we to gotta keep it up. We got to keep strong, and, and we got to make sure we talk to everybody. You got to vote these people out. It's just ridiculous. I don't care what they've ever voted for. That seems like they might be moderate. No, you got to get rid of them. I'm sorry. We need a hard correction to the right. Not too far. We don't want to get crazy, but we need a hard correction to the right. That's really the answer. Thanks, Brian. Take care of yourself, Tom. Always good to hear your passion and uh, maybe hard correction toward perhaps libertarian might be best for everyone. Eh, My two cents anyway. Little L, little L libertarian. Anyhow, we're going to hear from Cheryl Pop, Honor Flight Tri-State, getting some love from Grip. Obviously dwelling on the headier topics of the news this morning, but happy to welcome back to the 55KRC Morning Show from Honor Flight Tri-State, which you can find online at honorflighttristate.org. Cheryl Pop, Cheryl, it's always great having you on the program. I'm so happy to move to something so positive and so wonderful and getting away from those topics that we've been dealing with. Happy Monday to you. Welcome back. Good morning. It's always good to yes, see you. Yes, I'll tell you what, the Grippo Potato Chip Company really stepped up for us. They had a friendly wager with the Guy Snack Company in Kansas City. Whoever won the game, the other city had to pay for their favorite charity. Well, Terry Baker, the president of Grippo, she didn't have a favorite charity. She was just deciding if she won because she said she had her checkbook out in the first quarter. And then <laughs> it happened. It turned around, and she's like, uh-oh, i got to figure this out. But her dad was a CB during um, the Vietnam War, and he was oh. uh, the third generation at, um, at Grippo. She is now the fourth generation running the company. It's a family-owned company. So the, he was settled. He was all ready to go to, to um on our flight, and he kept he was ill and back and forth and back and forth with his health. And on our flight, kept working with him, rescheduling him, scheduling, checking on his health. And then about two weeks before his flight, he did pass away. Oh no! So she was so touched that Honor Flight kept in touch with her that way. And then, of course, we always, you know, talk to them if there's a passing with some kind of condolence. So she said, "I'm driving to work one day, and Dad just gave me a vision. Honor Flight's it." So they oh, wrote that's... a check. Guy Snacks wrote us a check for five thousand dollars as their part of the wager when the Bengals won. Oh, that is fantastic. And so, folks, who maybe, I don't know, I can't imagine for the first time hearing about it, Honor Flight Tri-State, uh, it takes veterans 
at no charge to the veteran to visit their memorial in Washington, D.C. Um, I, I, this started for World War II veterans when the new World War II memorial was open and obviously how old the World War II veterans are and were. We lost so many over such a short period of time just given them just age and very few left. And they moved into the Korean War era and they're doing Vietnam War era. And get me, correct me if I'm wrong, Cheryl, one did not have to serve in combat to qualify for an honor flight spot, right? No. Anybody that served in the military who's age 65 and over, whether they served overseas or stateside, is eligible. We just want to honor veterans, and we realize a lot of them signed up, but they never went to combat. Yeah. Not that it was a treat to go to combat, no, but no, it's no. not a prerequisite at all. They went where Uncle Sam sent them, and that's Indeed. the beauty of honor flight it's just totally fair no matter where you served well one of the uh, the the veterans that i went on with was a world war ii veteran and i'd mentioned this story before but he was not in combat he worked um in the division that dealt with weather uh and i, I and he said yeah i kind of feel bad because you know a lot of these guys saw combat and you know here i was just being a weather guy. i'm like listen man how important is knowing what the weather is? I mean, that's the kind of decision yeah. that decides whether you're going to invade Normandy or not, right? I mean, you right, to... it sure is. So, yeah, you know, everybody's important. They always say that it yeah. takes ten military folks to support one combat. So, what about the other nine? You it, know, we exactly. need to we we need to uh, thank them too because they were away from their families. Maybe not as much danger, but that's not the point. The point is they're a veteran and that we want to thank them for their service. Indeed. And it's not inexpensive for Honor Flight Tri-State. I'm, I'm at your site right now. Again, I'd ask my listeners to check it out, maybe make a donation, or just sign up to be uh, a... Uh, guardian. A guardian, too. A guardian, yes. Yeah. Oh, twice I did that. It's $600 to be a guardian. That's exactly what it costs us to take a vet, too. There you so, go. So um, the Grippo company has is sending eight veterans. Yeah. Uh, with this little friendly wager. It really she was is looking great. for another uh, snack company in L.A., or, uh, so I hope she finds one. Oh, exactly. You know, you gotta <laughs> and they'll all get behind the bangles, and it'll work great. <laughs> I know, I know. And, you know, this. I'm, I'm telling you, I, I, I feel compelled to buy some Grippo's potato chips just for this reason. <laughs> so good for her and decided to pick Honor Flight. There's one more reason to maybe get some of those awesome barbecue potato chips they make. I know. Those are Tom's favorite, too. They He's always got somewhere. I, I, go ahead. Try to find a better barbecue potato. Whatever it is that seasoning they got on there, they really do a great job at Grippos. A bully for yeah. Grippos. So that that's excellent. And then I, I, I can't I, – I'd be remiss if I didn't, like, mention others who have helped. And I think of um, Scott Spiker, who started the marathon, the half marathon. How many years ago was that? And for the sole purpose of sponsoring or being able to pay for an honor flight – he had, well, actually, we go to Florence tomorrow to pick up the check from November, oh, great. and he's hinted that it's $50,000 that they raised this year. Holy cow! Yeah, so it's amazing, the, the race, and you know how cold it is in November. Oh, I, I've been there a couple of times to wish them <laughs> off. And I'll th- I, I, I've been given a pass the last couple of years, but Scott used to ask me, I used to say a couple of words and good luck and freeze your butt yeah. off, and like I can't believe these people are out here at 3 o'clock, or what seemed like 3 o'clock in the morning, <laughs> getting ready to run in a half marathon. But he, he, again, not a veteran, yeah. but just wanted a way to help no. give back. And as I'm staring at your website, you got the Monte Carlo night with uh, sponsored by Blue Goose at, at receptions in Fairfield. That's April 15th. I see the Bourbon and Barbecue night, Waypoint Aviation for for, for drinks and food and to assist on our flight. That's in May. The July 30th Jeep Invasion, New Richmond, Ohio, sponsored by Skipper's River Cafe. They're on board. I mean, it's just every little bit counts. 
in you end up def- you defray these costs and you send veterans and on, on a wonderful day you get to support mm-hmm. them and you know the other component of it cheryl and i know you know this for those who have lost faith in the idea and the concept of american patriotism or that there isn't love for veterans and what they've done you go on an honor flight as a guardian and you walk around Washington, D.C., and you go to these monuments, you're going to get whole groups of people coming over just to shake their hands from children to grown adults and everybody in between. They're like, oh, my God, those are veterans. And they're, boom. You're a real veteran, yeah. And there they are, just surrounding them with love and patting them on the back, thanking them for their service to our country. It provides a wonderful opportunity for everyone to get something off their chest that maybe they didn't have an opportunity to do, which is find a veteran and thank them. <laughs> well, and then the welcome home that we have now at CBG oh. is going to be in a larger area. And CBG, the hometown airport, oh, my gosh. For four days a year, they absolutely roll out the red carpet for the vets and for us. Yes, they And do. we have two flights in the spring and two in the fall. The two in the spring are already filled because a lot of people moved back to this year because of COVID issues. So That's April, we're hoping that April by 19th, the time we get to the fall, we can, yeah, April 19th and May, May 24th. 24th. Well, in advance of those, you come back on the program to remind people that it is really a great opportunity to, again, feel a, a, a shot of patriotism and help participate, even if you can't go on an honor flight, either because the space isn't there or you don't have the $600. You show up at the Welcome Home Rally. It is truly inspiring and how many people looks of their faces when they see that they well just, yeah after, the veterans can't believe it i know and after 11 hours walking around and never stopping <laughs> yeah. and there's all you know you get all that adrenaline emotion throughout the day you're exhausted when you get back and then boom it's like it starts all over again with the welcome ceremony so that that's mm-hmm. a sight to behold and something that everybody can uh, can show up at so 9 p.m after each flight cvg airport if you want to stay on top of the information go to honorflighttristate.org as i mentioned um, plenty of opportunity to help out and hey maybe your business organization wants to join the huge list of sponsors that are there and uh and help out in some way maybe in the same way grippos did so challenges out, you know, I, maybe, right. you know what I was thinking? Maybe you, you give uh, Elmer Hensler a Queen City Sausage a call. There's got to be an L.A. sausage company. We can make a bet with them, right? Oh, that'd be awesome. Sure. <laughs> Cheryl All Pop. we can say is go Bengals and go Grippo. You got that right. <laughs> thanks again to Grippo's $5,000 to Honor Flight Tri-State. And thanks to the Bengals for beating Kansas City and allowing that to happen. Cheryl, I'll oh, look forward to having a you. a lot. Thank you. Have you back on real soon. Best of health to you and your family. Mm-hmm. Thank you. 739 right now, 55 Care CD Talk State. 744, 55 Care CD Talk Station. Eh, very happy Monday to you. Eh, it's nice getting away from uh, the headier topics of the world. And Honor Flight Tri State is a great place to do that. What a wonderful organization. And since I only have a minute in this segment, I'll just let you know I thought this was rather interesting. Tequila. Apparently is going to overtake vodka as America's favorite liquor. Hmm. Tequila and mezcal, the second fastest growing spirits category in 2021, trailing only pre-mixed cocktails. 30% increase in agave-based spirit sales. Compared with the prior year, $5.2 billion worth of tequila consumed. Second largest category of by revenue behind Numero Uno Vodka, which apparently the top-selling spirit in the United States since the 1970s. It's $7.3 billion in revenue. Uh, that would be $2, million, or $2 billion north of tequila and mezcal. 
Uh, the only thing I wonder about this, mezcal and tequila, they require an agave cactus, which I, I understand takes a lot of time to grow and a lot of space to grow. You can make vodka out of anything. <laughs> Corn, check. Potatoes, check. Uh, probably what you're throwing in your compost heap, check. <laughs> anyway, something relative and related to nothing. Tequila. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. Go right now to 4 slash on the right to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included for free. So go to 4 slash on the right. That's 4Patriots, the number 4, Patriots.com slash on the right. Feeding America's increasing appetite for alcohol, primarily driven by concerns related to, yeah, COVID-19. 740, coming up on, yeah, one of the serious health risks. I don't mean to make light of it, but uh, it's one of the more serious health risks that the powers that be in telling us what to do and not to do maybe didn't factor into the equation too much. Depression because of lockdowns, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Yeah, substance abuse gone through the roof. 749-5500-8283. Talk. Pound 550 on AT&T phones. Bond Furniture and Design. Design. Interior designers is what that signifies. So, maybe you're stuck at home. Station. Hey, 750 right now. It's about Care City Talk Station. I want to thank Dave. Uh, just sent me an email. He said, I hey, was hearing you talk to Cheryl. He goes, I was a guardian. Went on his first honor flight in October with a veteran. I'm just going to name the vet's first name. His name's Jim. Jim is wheelchair bound. He's got a real cool photograph of Jim. He said, I have a couple of good memories, but the only time Jim stood, remember, he's wheelchair bound, during our flight was at the Vietnam Wall looking for names of his fallen buddies. He said he spent 40 years trying to forget. He was overcome by the moment it changed his life. Yeah, honor flight. It is indeed a life-changing event for not just the veterans, but for the guardians that get to go with them. So thanks, Dave, for your service and for heading on out with uh, with Jim and experiencing that moment. A uh, moment we'll be experiencing after Top of the Hour News, Money Monday with Brian James. A lot of uh, important topics, but um, I think we're going to end up having to talk about this one. It's time to issue a call to arms and say no and put our collective feet down. From the Wall Street Journal editorial board, FaceTime with the IRS. And this is creepy. And consider... The photo IDs and how racist requiring a photo ID is when you contemplate the Internal Revenue Service. 
The journal writes, the Internal Revenue Service we will always have with us, but it does it have to be in your face? That's a question to ask. The agency wants to use a new biometric standard for identification with too little regard for security, privacy, or concerns about government power. The agency announced in November that an $86 million partnership with a company called ID.me, a private contractor, to create an, in their words, improved identification and sign-in process for the website. Taxpayers can currently access their IRS records with a username and passwords. But starting this summer, if you want to check a child tax credit or look up a quarterly payment, you'll have to provide a good deal of personal data, which could include multiple IDs, and personal utility or insurance bills. Notably, ID.me will require a face scan, which will then verify a person's identity, store it in a database, and use it for future logins. What could go wrong? This FaceTime experiment is or FaceTime experiments is uniting many groups in opposition, and even congressional Democrats are raising a civil libertarian eyebrow. Good. Much of the left's concern is focused on academic studies that suggest facial recognition software doesn't identify black and Asian faces as well as it does whites. According to California Progressive Representative Ted Lieu, this is a very, very bad idea by the IRS. Facial recognition is less accurate for darker-skinned individuals. The IRS needs to reverse this big brother tactic now. Close quote. Biometrics is a brave new world. And last October, the White House Office of Science and Technology Policy began soliciting public comment on biometrics as part of a broad discussion about whether that technology should be used by state actors. The IRS has jumped straight into the selfies. This is the same strategy that eight months ago suffered the biggest privacy breach, or same agency that suffered the biggest privacy breach in its history as ProPublica published years of tax records of wealthy Americans. The records were either leaked or hacked with the transparent political goal of promoting higher tax rates. The agency hasn't explained the data breach, and it simply can't be trusted to safeguard biometric data. It gets more frightening. ID.me insists that it meets tough security standards, but so has every company that's been hacked in recent years. A nod to Tech Friday's Dave Hatter. Social security numbers and birth rate breaches, uh, birth date breaches aren't bad enough or are bad enough, but a photo database compounds the privacy intrusion. Unlike a password, unlike a password, I repeat intentionally, a photo can't be changed in the case of a breach. It's the same way your fingerprint be, fingerprint can't be changed. Americans deserve more security assurances than trust us. Why does the IRS even need biometric data? Tucked into the agency's ID.me project uh, document is a line explaining the agency will also use the mobile phones that submit the selfies as, quote, piece of identity evidence, close quote, and that, quote, geolocation can be gleaned from the mobile network operators in the event of an investigation into the user. If you think tax audits are scary now, wait until the IRS can retroactively track your movements. The tax agency hasn't been clear on whether or how it intends to share its facial and tracking information with other federal or state agencies, including law enforcement. But let me interject. You know damn well they will. IRS Commissioner Charles Reddick has correctly noted that the IRS touches more Americans than any other entity, public or private. 
One concern is this sweeping facial database would become a de facto government standard spreading to other federal agencies and state governments supplying services and benefits. ID.me is already working with such federal entities and the Social Security Administration and has contracts with dozens of states. It's a downhill rolling snowball, folks. The bipartisan blowback is growing. And here's where you need to get in touch with your elected official. Oregon Senator Ron Wyden declaring no one should be forced to submit to facial recognition as a condition of accessing essential government services. Treasury last week said it's exploring alternatives to facial recognition, even as it said a lack of funding for tech modernization is forcing it to go down this road. Amusingly, the agency explained that Americans don't need ID.me to file their taxes, can't complicate revenue collection, but it will to see their records. It's often said the privacy is a fiction in the internet age, but that's not all the more reason for that's all the more reason for Congress to scrutinize the tax man when he wants to become a federal Photoshop. Put the biometric IRS on hold until we better know the implications of its facial intrusion. Now that's something you can get around from a bipartisan standpoint. How about we get Congress to collectively say hell no to this intrusion in our privacy? Amen to that. Money, More Money Matters coming up after the top of the hour news with Brian James and Money Money Plus. The Cincinnati VA joins the program at 840 to talk about all the wonderful services they're doing for our veterans. Stick around. Price increases. Rising crime. We're online at 55krc.com. 806 right there. 55 Care City Talk Station. It Monday. It being Monday, of course, it's time for Money Monday with all with financials. Brian James giving us some insights and tips and clues and red flags and everything in preparation and hopefully to get you uh, motivated to get yourself a, uh, well, a financial planner who is your fiduciary. <laughs> and they aren't always in order to make you, uh, well, get you some comfort level as you approach retirement age. Plan ahead, and you got it all covered. Ain't that right, Brian James? Welcome back, my friend. Absolutely. Thank you very much again for the uh, for the time with you this morning. And uh, yeah, you're exactly right. Fiduciary financial advisors are a great idea. We are uh, we are biased in their direction for sure. Got to be biased. Got to have someone that is only on your side in these matters. Ah, let us see here. Um, real quick, I, I just did the, I don't know if you saw the op-ed piece from the Wall Street Journal, and I know you know about this uh, this effort by the IRS to require a photo ID going biometrics. Um, you got any response to that, personal or otherwise, on that, Brian? Because to me, that is scary as hell, particularly given that um, half of the political world thinks requiring a photo ID to vote is terrible, that the idea that in order to gain access to records that belong to you, you're going to have to have... Uh, a, 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 a photograph uploaded to the IRS? That's, that's Orwellian. Well, I, I mean, I, when these kind of headlines hit, I got to take a step back and, and try to figure out, okay, what is the problem that they're trying to solve? Yes, I can see how it, how it can be viewed as, as Orwellian, as you say, just from the standpoint of, uh, you know, it feels like Big Brother looking over your shoulder. But some of this has to be about little brother looking over your shoulder, trying to steal your identity. So the, the IRS houses an awful lot of data that can obviously be walked away from, uh, can be walked out of the room and used to create credit cards and all kinds of other things that cause issues. So uh, is this the right approach? You know, I, we, we never know, but if it's not, then what is? We, we should try something. 
to to try to to try to stem the tide here. When, not that long ago that uh, there was a there was a, a breach of federal data, uh, seven eight years ago, and then that has made it harder to get normal services because True. you have to jump through extra hoops because they've started to lock things down. Well, the, so, de- you know, the, the devil's always slow. in the details, and I understand where you're coming from. And yeah, I would I wouldn't want someone else to be able to gain my IRS data without you know some measure of security. But first off, there's the gee, what else are they going to use the, the the information for? And it's already suggested that other federal agencies would have access to this. But second, um, if social media is as pervasive as we all know it to be, and your face is out there in a multitude of places like Facebook or Twitter or TikTok or anything else you're posting pictures of. That's out there for the world to grab. So how is it that someone who wants to steal my identity and log on to the IRS database might not already have a photograph of me picked up from some other source like Facebook? Yeah, so, there are always there's yeah. there's always pros and cons to everything we're going to try to do here. But I, I, we got it. We had, something has to be done in order to protect data. I know when I work with clients, we get panicky phone calls informing us that they somehow have found out that their identity's been stolen, and they're informing us simply so that we know to take an extra step if people are asking for money out of their accounts. And I'll be honest, that ne- that frankly has never happened. We've never gotten a fraudulent request for right. distribution from IRA. It's not that easy, but at the same time, it causes an enormous amount of stress. So our current situation isn't working either. I mean, so hopefully we'll, we'll learn some better processes for that. All right. Fair enough. Didn't mean to take you down that tangent because you want to let us know uh, how to survive a stock market congre- uh, a, a correction and what to avoid. Um, is this to suggest that there's going to be one? Brian James, I guess there's always oh, a guarantee. <laughs> One of the few guarantees I get to give you is that, there yes, there's be. going to be a crash. What I can't guarantee you is when. So, yeah, not many things I can write in concrete other than what I always tell people is we're going to you're going to lose money at some point. You know, it's for our clients. Point. So, yeah, you know, for our clients who are, are looking at, all right, I'm retired. I'm about to retire. I need to lock things down and I need guarantees, guarantees, guarantees. Well, unless you're a really, really big fan of super low interest rates on guaranteed options, there ain't none. So what's left is currently the stock market. Bonds play a role too, but not what they used to. And if we're going to deal with the stock market, we've got to recognize what it is capable of. So we've and we've had a bumpy ride so far this year. So it's got us thinking about what you just mentioned. Uh, As of right now, the S&P 500 is down about 5.6%. It was down 9.2 as of a few weeks ago. So that's the roller coaster ride we're feeling right now. Fair enough. And uh, rule number one, I am all about, and that's don't check your portfolio every day. No, thank you. That would do nothing but cause me stomach upset. That's exactly right. Think of it this way. If you're trying to grow a bunch of carrots and you pull them up every day to see how they're coming along, they're not going to do real well. So what you want to do is just make sure make sure you've identified the right pile of money to which you're going to expose that kind of risk. Uh, And that simply means that if you need any of these dollars that you're currently worried about, if the market's getting a little bumpy, then that was the first mistake you made. If you need them in the next 12 months, they shouldn't be anywhere near the stock market. If we make decisions in terms of let's come up with a plan, I know I've got to, I don't know, pay off the mortgage or we've got to replace the driveway or I'm going to help a kid with tuition or whatever. This year, those dollars come out now. That's the conversation, excuse me, I was having with my clients in the fourth quarter. Let's look at what's coming up in the next 12 months. The market is at at a peak and we never get to know if this is the, you know, the the absolute peak or the bottom of the next leg up. But we know we're at a peak right now. Let's take those dollars off the table, stick them in the bank where, yes, they will earn nothing because of where interest rates are. But when those bills come due, we've got the cash to pay for it. Therefore, we don't panic about the headlines. Fair enough. Don't get caught up in the moment and never, ever, ever do that. You make bad decisions when you get caught up in the moment. Uh, 
don't sell and ask questions later? Yeah, so this is, I have clients, so I, so I brought in a couple clients this time around, uh, who some of whom who have been in cash literally since 2008. Those are people who read the headlines in 2008, remember, and have been waiting for the next leg down for 13 years, 14 years now. We've had a because, wild ride upwards since then. Well, and exactly. And I have, I do not have the heart to tell these folks exactly how much money they should have three or four times the dollars that they, that they do have. They're going to oh be my. fine. But at the same time, yeah, that's a permanent life-changing decision, not only for themselves, but for generations of people going forward who would have inherited this money. So, yeah, it, what, you have to learn your market history, right? When, when If you look going back to, say, 1937, the market makes money more than two out of three years uh, on, on average. <clears throat> the ones people worry about are the ones where we go down, say, 20% or more and stay down. There's only four of those, and you can look at the story for each one of them. That's 2008, 1973, uh, 1937, and so forth. They're all, they're all, those are specific stories. The rest of the time, we simply worry about things that, that have a tendency to unwind themselves. So for the 15 to 20 years where it did go down, maybe 10 to 15%, most people can't even cite what the issue was that year because it's just not that big of a memory. Those are the things that come and go. We spend our lives in absolute terror and fear of the next 2008, but those years don't come along that often, so we can't bank on them. Well, how about the uh, the, the, the personal financial situation and balancing act that must go along in uh, uh, as a retiree or a soon-to-be retired person? It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Two thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. Go right now to 4 slash on the right to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included for free. So go to 4 slash on the right. That's 4Patriots, the number 4, Patriots.com slash on the right. Well, for sure. Yeah. I mean, there, there's there's a lot of decisions that have to be made. And, and what I always tell my clients is these are not, you know, there isn't a push this button, get a good result, push that button, get a bad result. Everything is connected. So you might be retiring with decisions such as, well, I've got this mortgage in my last three, four, five years of working. Should I pay that off? That's a good thing. Not having debt is a good thing. Or should I take those dollars and continue to invest them in my 401k? Also a good thing. Neither of those is a bad decision. But if you do the math in a given situation, one will be better than the other. It's also a similar situation when you're trying to decide when should I take Social Security? Do I turn on the spigot as soon as possible when I'm 62? Or do I wait till 70 and get as much as I can ever get from the federal government that I've been paying into for years? That's a math problem. And I'll tell you, the pivot point, Brian, is if you're not going to take it early but retire anyway, 
where are the dollars coming from right. that you're going to live off of? Is it is it taxable as in coming out of IRA accounts or is it maybe you sold a business or inherited something or saved outside and therefore you're paying capital gains taxes? That's the mathematical pivot point, but they're all decisions that have to be made. Fair enough. And there's another reason to sock away uh, uh, at least as much as you possibly can just to have access to uh, in, in, a, in a time of emergency before retirement. You always say keep, you know, what, six months or, or more uh, to deal with all of your uh, financial needs in the event, well, something bad might happen. You might lose your situation or something. So be prepared for that. Don't say you'll wait until the market is safer. That sounds like it, it encompasses all the prior points. Pretty much, yeah. And that's what those uh, those folks who went to cash in 2008 are wait, waiting for a safer market. Well, it doesn't get any safer than than ever. I mean, there is no such thing as a safe market. The in the the hesitation there is it comes from, of course, you know, we we all suffer from loss aversion. It hurts a lot more to lose money than it feels good to gain money. So therefore, it is tough to stay the course. Yeah. When, when we know we should. But that's that is a that's a challenge everyone needs to overcome. It's not uh, you, you can't look at it and say things are bad right now. I will wait till they're better. You will not conclude. Your brain will not permit you to conclude things are better until the market is all the way up and the train has left the station. Well, and the other component of that, and I think people react that way, uh, the negative way you talked about pulling all the money out, is because the gains come a lot more slowly over time. The losses tend to be like explosive, like when the bottom crashed in, in 2007 going into eight. It's like it was there one minute and the next day it's all gone. And like, oh my God, I just lost one, you know, 20% of my portfolio in a short period of time. It may take you a lot longer to regain that and then gain more over that, but that's the little incremental gains that we're not paying uh, close to ever, close attention to every day. I mean, let's face it, the market doesn't jump by 20 plus points in one day ever. Yeah, that's right. When, when the market comes down, it is sharp and it comes with spectacular headlines and it goes very, very quickly. And it's the recovery from that. And we, if you look at the math, we don't notice that we're in a recovery until yeah. literally years after it happened because we're, we're convinced that it's fake, that it's not real. Meanwhile, the market just continues to go up despite the headlines. Fair enough. Brian James, Uncle Way, because we're going to talk about what this easy money disappearance means. Uh, central banks speeding up the rate hikes, and it's already starting to happen. I know in the world of mortgages. More with Brian James, Money Monday, after I mention. Turf Club got a text message on Saturday, like late after real early. 822 in middle of Money Monday with Brian James, Sound Financial Advice. Uh, we're going to find out how we need to react to which we see coming from nine miles. Expecting this for a long time, Brian. You can't have this basically forever. Uh, but the days are over, and that, of course, is going to have a ripple today on this. We are in fall of, say, before any of us had heard of COVID. So back when, before we had that two-plus year, uh, we were talking about, okay, it's time to, uh, you know, we don't need the the booster from anymore. The economy has got to be weaned money and stand on its own. COVID hit, and all of that went away immediately to the quickest recession we had ever had, from from declaring that it to noticing that it ended a couple of weeks. Now we're back at a point where right, the economy is standing on its own. We have time to batten down the hatches, and we need to be to, to kick ourselves out of the nest here. We are looking at interest rate highs in here. As you mentioned, you can you could have nine miles away. That's absolutely true. This is not supposed to happen. So <clears throat> rely on uh, borrowing uh, assets, owning our economy forever and ever. And we can assume that we are going to have zero offers in our mailboxes every year <laughs> to bounce, uh, to move balances between them. So time to pay the price. And I, I know I've, uh, I talked to Union Bank last week. She's like, I her mortgage uh, uh, about, it. I said, uh, have, have, have these rates show up? 
in uh, uh, percentages or interest rates. And she said, oh, yeah, they've ticked up, seen the end of it. But they sort of did earlier in the mortgage industry that acted in bumping rates up. Uh, and that, that will happen very quick to, to take their available. That means as their loans are going to go up more quickly, deposit rates. So for those of you thinking, thank goodness, I can finally days of walking up and down the street, stopping and looking at the bulletin board to see what the rates are. And anytime soon. I remember working for a major bank a few years back and an announcement was made about a possible rate hike bill ago. Uh, and one of the leads said, we will not be the first bank to raise rates darn it, we can finally make money off the spread and we're going to do that for a little bit. So make no bones about it. You are not coming in first as a customer of a bank. Bank customers come in third. First, it's the shareholders, then it's the regulators, then it's the customers. You will not see deposit rates go up anytime soon. Mortgage rates, <clears throat> last call for alcohol. If you have been thinking about refinancing your mortgage, yes, there have been a few hikes, but they are still historically low and they will still be historically low, even if we get a, a hike or two. But yep. at the same time, if you're intimidated by the paperwork and the process, suck it up and go do it. It's an important financial decision. It is. And I'll put another word in there for Suzette Lowe's Camp Union Bank on that. She's a terrific and get you through that process quickly and speedily. There, free spot for my friend Suzette. You're going to need somebody to handle that and navigate that process. Also, I suppose, um, you know, for no other reason, it's a good idea if you can refi because housing values have gone up. Your the increase in the value of your home alone may be enough to get rid of PMI. And that could be a couple hundred bucks a month for folks. That's real money. Yeah, the mortgage insurance, that, that's something you have to pay. For those of you who are running across that for the first time, mortgage insurance is something you have to pay if you are unable to bring together uh, 20% for the down payment of your home purchase. That can be refinanced out of your mortgage when, when the equity is increased to the point where now the, the you, you've got that situation yeah. where your loan to value is in the right place. Talk to your bank. And even if you're not sure, call them, call your mortgage lender and ask them where you are and how you can get rid of that. Sometimes you'll need to refinance the whole thing. Sometimes they'll let you do what's called a restatement, which is sort of like a uh, halfway refi that's not nearly as complicated. But again, this is the time to be doing it, not a couple of years from now when you feel like you've got more time. You won't have more time anyway. This is just life. You got to deal with it. These are responsible decisions to be made right now. Amen, Brian James. Thanks for putting it so straightforward. You can't argue with that logic. Don't go away. How America's talent wars are reshaping business. Labor shortage creating some problems out there and some innovative reactions to that. Brian James on that. Maybe a word or two on supply chains. It's 826 right now. Time for me to mention beautiful downtown love. St. Bernard into Lachlan. It's due to an accident that blocks the left lane. Southbound 75 slows just a bit now through the Lachlan split. I'm also seeing some heavier traffic northbound 75 in northern Kentucky. Slow through the cut. Approaching the brand Spence. Chuck Ingram on 55KRC, the talk station. It is 8.30, 55KRC, the talk station. I'm going to be giving the veterans some love. Got Todd Sledge from the Cincinnati VA coming up in the next segment with KRC Cares, talking about the services they offer to my veteran friends. In the meantime, Brian James doing Money Monday. Um, yeah, well, we've got a real... It's weird because... Uh, we, we, we went through this period of lockdowns. People were upset. They lost their jobs, although they were getting some pretty decent checks from the government. Um, there's now a labor shortage out there. There's more jobs than there are people that are available to fill them, which is insane. I mean, we're at record unemployment right now, and people are scrambling to find people to fill the jobs. I guess this is forcing firms to do something that they otherwise might not do. What, what is the story, Brian James? 
Yeah, it's a, it, it is a weird time, isn't it? So, so two things you just mentioned there make that strange. So we have record unemployment. In other words, basically more people who, who are, you know, there are more jobs out there available than there are people who want to uh, take those jobs. Because remember, the unemployment rate doesn't look at the entire population. It's a subset of people who are actively looking for work. Right. There's a chunk of people who are not actively looking for work. That should so the be. Way- <laughs> yes, that is a whole different radio show right there. My I know, I know. I had to say it, though. Go ahead. <laughs> You're absolutely right. But yeah, so we have six workers for every 10 jobs out there. We know from uh, December, there's about there's almost 11 million jobs out there, but there's only six or seven workers uh, to fill them, uh, six or seven million workers available to fill them. So uh, where is this all coming from? Well, it, it, this is, this is uh, the, of course, the pandemic and uh, the, the sort of changing of priorities, I think, has a lot to do with it. One of the things that uh, that I've definitely noticed in my day to day, it's estimated that there's about two and a half million baby boomers who are now retired ahead of their original schedule. I can vouch for that because that's when my phone rings and somebody says, hey, Brian, remember when we talked about me retiring earlier? We yep. laughed about it like it wasn't a real thing. Let's bring that up again. So <laughs> a lot of people are uh, you know, going through everything we've been through and mm. don't want to go back into the office with all the changes that are coming. And they were retirement was on the on the horizon anyway. And somewhat, I don't want to say inexplicably, but surprisingly, what didn't suffer through all this outside the initial downturn was the stock market. The stock market has had two crazy years of gains. So people are going, I was thinking about retiring. I don't want to stay and I don't want to go back to what's waiting for me in the office, this new normal. And I've got more money than I've ever had in my life. So therefore, maybe I'll move on. That's where uh, employers are struggling to backfill some of those positions because of the other motivations people have out there to not work. Well, the one sad story I saw, and what a, I don't know how much more difficult a job can be to fill than uh, working in the prison system, but there are like 1,100 uh, open positions in the uh, prison systems in Ohio. And, uh, you know, you got a lot of hassle when you take a job that starts out around 20 bucks an hour, especially when you have competition with Amazon across the street where you don't run the risk of having feces and urine thrown at you at, on the job. I mean, there's some real challenges for the some some of the job categories out there, given the current full employment. Yeah, there there are and and that's the the irony of all this, Brian. So we have such a strong economy, right? In the back of our minds, we all want to feel like the world is ending because there are so many terrifying headlines out there. But underneath all of this, the economy is still really strong despite everything that we've been through. So therefore, people who are in jobs that maybe aren't so desirable for all the reasons you just listed, uh, you know, they're looking for other opportunities. And because we're in the in, in an environment, a strong uh, economic environment, there are those opportunities. This is not the 70s where we had all these similar yes. mathematical fiscal issues, but no growth engines. It's the opposite. We've got fiscal issues, but tons of growth engines to paper over them. So, yeah, if you if you are in a position that is not where you want to be and you, and you can't get out of bed every day, there are other opportunities for you to go to go uh, make a decent living. Yeah. And, uh, you know, anecdotal evidence like you with the phone calls you get from folks wanting to retire earlier. Hey, remember that conversation? Well, I'm there. Um, I hear that all the time and people are giving up what they we're currently, uh, you know, doing by way of a career and deciding that, well, you know what, in this environment, I'm going to give it a shot. It's like that old Mark Twain quote, you know, you miss the opportunities or you miss out on the things and you regret the things that you didn't do, not the things that you did. 
So people, I think, are taking up the opportunity while it lasts to try out something that they otherwise might not have had the opportunity to do. And it makes perfect sense. You see this ending anytime soon, Brian? I mean, since the federal subsidies and the state subsidies are now ending, that more of those people that you and I alluded to earlier that aren't out actively looking for a job but otherwise could be, that they'll return to looking for a job and fill some of these positions? As a financial planner, I got to hang my hat on the math. And my only assumption is, yeah, that that stuff ended in September. The free paychecks ended uh, six months ago now or close to it. Yeah. Therefore, if people are still not working, they're running up bills on their credit cards. Well, a little earlier, we were talking about interest rates. So those 0% cards are going to go away right. for the people for whom they have good credit and can get away with it. That part has to break open at some point. So, and I think that, I think even the stock market sees that that's why we're not seeing, you know, yes, we're down for January, but we're, we're this is not even anything we're going to remember as so far uh, in terms of what the stock market's doing. If the stock market, if publicly traded companies really understood or really felt like uh, this, these are permanent, permanent changes, we'd be seeing much better or much different behavior out of investors. They'd be running for the hills. And again, what where we are right now with the S&P 500 does not count. This isn't even a correction yet. It could turn into one, but right now it does not. <laughs> Back to where we started. <clears throat> Brian, we'll have to get to the supply chain issues at some future date, maybe next Monday. I always look forward to the segment. I appreciate the information, sound advice you provide my listeners and me and uh, between now as always the next segment the best of health to you and your family all right you too we'll talk to you next week hopefully with a big fat who day to kick it off you're darn right on that one we better have something uh to positive to talk about on monday take care brian we'll talk then so uh, coming up we're going to be talking to speaking of great folks uh, todd sledge from the cincinnati va um we're going to hear about the developments over the va what they're doing for my veteran friends out there He's a good man. Well, he'll be on next. First word for CME, pipelining and sewer repair. For decades, they are the only locally owned and operated sewer company exclusively doing sewer lining and fixing your sewer lines. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.